Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough. How's this show still going, Brent? No, I'm just kidding. How are you doing, man? Uh, a mix between free time and quarantine. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, we, we always find <laughs> what time else to we record. Got? Yeah, that's true. Uh, we we're just here playing video games for your entertainment, listener. Hopefully, it's good. Uh, what have you been playing, Brent? It's, it's so entertaining here to to do. <laughs> we try. I don't know. <laughs> we're not, you don't get to, you don't get to see the video games. But you get to hear about them. <laughs> Yeah, what's interesting about our show is the thing, when we're not talking about video games, I think, uh, the tangents we go down, but you never know. Uh, hopefully some of the stuff we've been playing is interesting. I feel like I'm not going to contribute anything tonight. I'm So I need to start playing more games, Bren, I'll be honest. <laughs> what do you mean? I love Fall Guys and Poker and Rocket yeah, for God seven years. Yeah, no, they're too <laughs> addicting and uh, too easy to revisit and not branch out. And I remember saying to listeners early on or this year being like, oh, I'm going to go down this Tomb Raider kick. I haven't yet. Nope. I'm like such, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Let's well, uh, put the spotlight on Brand instead. No, no, no. Well, how's, uh, how's Hollow Knight going? I remember you playing <laughs> Oh, Hollow God damn. I only, yeah, for like a one session of a few hours and I was like, this is great. And then I don't know why I never <laughs> revisited it. I don't, I'm just such an asshole when it comes to video games. I'm like, oh, I'll just play Fall Guys instead. God, maybe you're going to like uh, influence me for the stream tonight instead of me just doing another like three hours of Fall Guys. I should do <laughs> Hollow Knight. I mean, it's the same thing I have with Roguelikes and Overwatch where it's just a comfort game where you can not think and just zone out and relax yes. and just do the same repetitive thing over again because your brain's on autopilot. And that's why I uninstalled roguelikes after I beat them and Overwatch when I got a new computer. And why I like have to kind of force myself like don't don't keep playing Binding of Isaac. Play something else. Play, right. you know, play uh what was the last one I did? Uh story mode. Uh control. I bought it a while ago. I'm like, fight for it. play it. I, I already exactly. paid for it. And then uh Devil May Cry five's so next on my list of like just sit down mm-hmm. and fucking play it. Yeah. That's the problem. I feel like, I don't know, It's I do zone out with Fall Guys, but it's not relaxing because it's very, like, uh, <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat every time trying to get these crowns. And um, recently we have a viewer in our uh, Twitch channel called Gavin, and he's honestly, every time I'm playing Fall Guys, he's usually in the party trying to play along with me on PlayStation. And I was recently the other day, like not feeling up to streaming. So I was still going to play Fall Guys anyway, just because that's the kind of idiot I am. I'm like not feeling good, but I'm still like, let me try to get some crowns. And he was online and he was streaming. So I ended up uh, joining his stream and I was like about to win a crown on his stream. And I just straight up panicked. And I feel like (laughs) I I don't understand what was wrong with me because I like it was an easy win. And then I just literally was just like a friggin' idiot and just just blew it so i don't know fall guys i love it to death but when you have those moments that are just like soul crushing i was like god damn it why do i play this <laughs> game but there if had i won that crown there is like a trophy for if you're like if you win a crown while you're in a party i would love to get that one to pop one of these days so i have a feeling it might be with when i'm playing with gavin sometime oh nice i yeah i don't think it's necessarily relaxing i mean it could be but it's more of it's not a demanding game you know right. everything about it. You don't have to put effort into paying attention to it or to solving the puzzles. You kind of can go on autopilot. So maybe not relaxing per se, but it's not requiring any more energy out of you than like something new of you know ingesting that new content and you know processing it. 
Exactly. And they did give us hex trials again for a, like a three day period. Hex trials being, uh, the map hexagon, uh, three times in a row. And it's like with a smaller pool of people, instead of starting the map with 60 people, you start with 20 and then each round you lose five people. And then the final round, I think it's like, yeah, you have like maybe nine, 15 people or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's easy to get to finals really quickly that way. But God, I, I was like clamoring for it being like, I would love to get hex trials again to like try my hand at that. And I didn't get any crowns, but uh, a bunch of the streamers that I'm friends with and watch their streams regularly, they were uh, capitalizing on getting hex trials back. And currently <laughs> we have hard mode and I'm like, God, that does nothing for me. There's another <laughs> one they have called jump around where it's jump club and then jump showdown as the final. I would love to have that one again. Cause I, I feel like I at least have a chance of getting crowns there. It's just the modes that give you the opportunity to get to finals quicker are just ideal for people that are really trying to just uh, farm crowns. Mm-hmm. Get the practice in and get better and better at it. And yeah, you yeah. find a way at it. Exactly. So the, yeah, I'm just playing fucking Fall Guys. Literally, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I, I am still going strong with the Harry Potter trading card game with my wife. We're streaming that usually every Tuesday. Uh, had to skip this week because uh, some uh, life stuff came up. Mm-hmm. But that reminds me. I remember talking about it previously on the podcast that I was thinking about starting another podcast with friends about the Harry Potter trading card game, and I can finally affirm that that is a thing that's going to be happening and I'll have more information for you guys in in the plug section. Cause yeah, I can at least like point you to a feed and maybe uh, give you an idea when you can hear that. So yeah, for anybody that gives a shit about Harry Potter trading card (laughs) game, I I hope that you exist out there, but no worries. If you're like, I have no idea, but would give it a shot. I think this is the show for you to just like maybe dip your toes. There you go. For sure. Um, and then let me think here. I do want to start playing Tomb Raider, but I haven't got around to it. I still have control on <laughs> you my got, hands. Yeah, too, too many much games. Fall Guys to play. Yeah, you no, gotta uh, keep getting those cosmetics you men- that do you mentioning nothing. Hollow Knight just like rubbed me the wrong way because I'm like, shit, I did really enjoy that. And why am I it's not really playing good. that? It, it was really fun. So I'm, I'm tempted to get back into that. The sequel's going to drop any day now. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm holding yeah. my breath for it. But uh, yeah, Hollow Knight's fucking great game it's a perfect metroidvania they do it right it's so much bigger than you would think because you're just like oh i'm playing a little bug character I'm like oh i'm exploring this one area Oop, fought that boss okay and then you'll get like a map and it'll expand in there it's like oh this is pretty big but the camera doesn't zoom out until you get that area of the map so you don't realize how big it is yeah and the map system in hollow Knight's kind of funky some people love some some people hate it um but you can get a map and then you get like a pen and qu- or a quill, so you can just have a map, but I have no idea where you are. But then if you have a quill, it'll mark out exactly where you are and like right. the areas you've explored, and not just a general like outline of it. Um, and then you can have markers; you can buy markers and put them on the map, or it'll show you like, ah, here's a bench and a save point where you can rest, or here's a shop, or this or that. So it it gives it an interesting element, and you'll only update a map at a bench, which is a save point. So. Right. Uh, you could explore a whole area, but if you never find that bench, it won't update. Oh, God. I do like that, surprisingly, because it feels like you are keeping track of it, like, mm-hmm. with your pen and quill and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I when I was playing, that was one of, like, my uh, first things I was looking to do was, like, I got to get that uh, upgrade or whatever so that I can actually keep track of this and make my map worthwhile. Yeah, and I think it's with the map people really get a feel for it because it does make you feel more, like, explorer rather than just it auto-updates for you. Right. Um but then also, when you get lost and 
you're gonna get lost. That that will just happen in Hollow Knight. Right. Um, and you look up a map of like, where am I? Or where am I supposed to go? Or I forgot what I was doing. Let me look up a quick guide. Um, you're gonna look up a map. You're gonna see the full finished map online. And you're gonna realize you're maybe a third of the way through the game or something. Like, it's Damn. so big. It's so much bigger than you're expecting. And it's just like, God, there's so much content in Hollow Knight. And they're like... Yeah, we're making a sequel called Silk Song. Get ready for that, bitch. It's like, I am ready. Just give me it. God damn it. That sounds amazing. And it's I'm I'm assuming that'll be on like all platforms? Most likely, yeah. I think Hollow Knight was originally on PC and then slowly spread its way to all the consoles once it got popular enough. That's um, right, yeah. And then Silk Song was originally going to just be expansion DLC for Hollow Knight. And then they're like, yo, we got enough stuff in here. This could just be its own game and we'll do that. And I know people are chopping at the bits to get it, so it's it's going to be really interesting when it comes out. But it's it's so good, definitely. Yeah. So that's really. I feel like we covered my gaming update already. I played <laughs> a little bit of Game Dev Story while I was getting an oil change, so there's not much to report there. <laughs> I've been naming my uh, my game studio Red Velvet after the K-pop group and like the games wow. I make after the songs they wow. sing. So yeah, that's I'm a nerd. Just a full K-pop stand, aren't you, Doug? <laughs> At this point, yeah, it's my wife's fault, and she knows it. <laughs> the couple that fandoms together stays together. Yes. <laughs> but how about you? Uh, not much more. I can't. I can't really give you shit for not playing new stuff because I really haven't either. Um, Fair enough. Still finding new sh- stuff in Binding of Isaac. I don't know how. It's stuff keeps popping up, and I look at the achievement of like. Usually it tells you, like, ah, oh, you got this and this, and this unlocks this item. I, it doesn't even tell me anymore. I don't know how I'm getting this stuff. There's just so much crap in here. Played more Skull, the Hero Slayer. Getting nice. further than that. I think last time I talked, uh, I was having trouble on the second boss, which is yeah. two, like, Valkyrie women that fight you and then kill one and the other one gets stronger. Um, I was able to get the extra life uh, upgrade, which, you know, you die, you can keep going, it doesn't end the run. And after I got that, I've been actually getting to the second boss pretty consistently and sometimes even beating them without dying even once. So before I needed it just to fuck, just to beat them at all. But now I'm actually getting good enough and the tactics they use and the uh, uh, attacks they have and the stuff you have to memorize and plan against at first just feels really, really brutal where it's just they keep hammering you and the hitboxes aren't great. They're not, they're not pixel perfect. So you'll get hit with stuff that you think you dodged and all this, and it gets really frustrating. Yeah. But once you really, once you do it enough times, like a roguelike does, you really just calm down. You don't get as overwhelmed by it. You can really see like, oh no, I just, instead of just going in and attacking constantly and trying to cut them down as fast as possible, like Skull is a roguelike where like, no, you're going to have to take your time on this fight. You're not going right. to be able to speed run every boss fight. So... Once you accept that, you're like, all right, this boss fight is going to take me like five minutes. Like, I'm going to have to just accept that. You can you can avoid t- attacks easier and come in and get the crits when you need to and stuff and not, you know, risking just crushed because some of the attacks are just so oppressive. So doing better with that, getting more skulls and upgrades and that, different abilities. Uh, like I said, the uh, skull from Dead Cells, still easily one of the best. It's so fucking strong. Uh, another one is uh, the Rockstar Skull, where you can spawn amps that'll do damage like in an AoE area for you, and then if you just stack them on top of each other, it just builds up. Nice. And then uh, one of the cool things is 
you have a gauge, and if you keep uh, attacking or using your uh, abilities quick enough, the gauge builds up slowly. And if you build it up to 100, it releases like the skeleton rock band that just appears and does yeah. massive damage in a big AoE area, uh, like pretty much the whole screen. And that's just so easy to clear out a room or a boss to just spawn them. Um, the downside is you have to constantly be attacking to do that, which means you can't really dodge as much. So you're going to be getting hit a few times while building that up. But it, that that was how I beat the second boss the first time and how I beat the third boss. Like I just got all the items that helped the those attacks and really leaned into that build and got through them a lot faster. Nice. But, yeah, it's it's interesting to see the higher level skulls and figure out which ones are good and which ones are bad or which ones you know, fit your play style rather. Yeah. Um, so I got like a few like there's common, there's rare, and then there's unique and legendary. Like that's the ranking of them. Okay. And I got I got a few unique skulls and even like I think one legendary skull where I'm just like, no, this doesn't really suit my play style. I'd rather be Damn. faster and dodging stuff. So I'll just uh, destroy them and get the bones for it. And then those bones, you can easily upgrade your other skulls because it you get certain bones depending on how rare the skull is. But it's it's weird seeing like a legendary item be like, nah, I don't want that. Give me give yeah. me the common one. Give me the you know rare one that just does the attack speed bonus because I'm all about attack speed. Yeah. So even though it is roguelike and it's you know randomly generated what items you'll get, you do get a bit of preference. Shops you can buy different stuff with, and you can uh, if you lean into like a money bill, you can go to the shop. And restock the items and get new items and stuff so you do get a little bit of variety even though it is pretty bare bones depending on what build you lean into but you can really you can get some really good combinations of items and do really big damage and stuff and blow through certain areas and really struggle through others it's it's a great game i didn't think i'd love it as, or like it as much as i do but it's it's real solid but i don't know where the end is <laughs> right i got to I think the fifth area and like all the common enemies I fight are getting really tough and they're like equivalent of like bosses from the first stage. So I'm just like, I hope this is the last stage because I can't imagine it getting harder. And I, I don't think I ever get, no, did I get to the boss? I might've gotten to the boss of the fifth stage. I don't even remember now. If I did, I only got there one. No. Okay. So with every stage, there's a mini boss, which is like the heroes. So it's like, you know, the standard, like, uh, there's like a shield hero. There's like an archery hero. There's like a sorcerer hero. There's a ninja hero. Okay. Uh, and it's different every time you get there. So they're the mini boss. And then on the, there, you fight one of them on the first stage. On the second stage, you fight two of them. On the third stage, you fight three of them. On the fourth stage, you fight one of them, but they're really strong now. They're pretty much like, Hey, I got beat up by a dumb, like minion skeleton. I'm mad and I'm back for revenge. And they're, like, going full power now. Okay. I, I've i gotten to them twice. So I've gotten to the mini-boss on the fourth stage, I think it was, I said. Uh, yeah. Twice, and that's it. So I've never even gotten past them, because it just, it ramps up so fast on that last stage I'm at. Damn. So, still fun. I don't necessarily have that com- competitive, gotta finish it grind to it, where I'm like, I, got, I gotta find out what that last boss right, is. Well, I gotta is- be... There like any particular skull you think if like oh well if I only upgraded this a little bit more I could actually get past this. It's tough because the uh, character that upgrades your your skulls is only in certain areas, typically after a boss. So you have to beat the boss to get that upgrade. 
But you're like, right. that upgrade would really help against that boss. Um, <laughs> and then you're limited by the number of bones you have. So uh, depending on the rarity of the bone, you can get, or rarity of the skull, you can get 5, 10, I think 23 or 48 bones from it. But then the upgrades go like from like 10 to 30 to 100. So okay. if you just have a bad run and you just don't get a lot of skulls, you're not going to be able to afford upgrades. That it's makes like, sense. Or you could get a lot of skulls, but they're all low-level skulls, so they don't give you enough bones to upgrade. I so see. it's a rough balance. And then sometimes you find like a random NPC, you rescue him, and he's like, hey, thanks for rescuing me. Here's 35 bones. It's like, oh, shit, okay, done. Like, I can get the highest-level upgrade. Hell now. yeah. So it depends. Um, there are some... I have gotten the leg. You get an achievement for every legendary skull you get because they're the ones that cost a hundred bones to get to upgrade. Okay. Um, and I have gotten a few of those, and some of them are really good. So there's like a champion skull, which is just an automatic legendary, a gambler skull, which is like an automatic legendary. Legendary. Those I'm not crazy about. The like automatic legendary ones aren't. I'm not thrilled about. And then there's the other ones where you get them and then upgrade them to legendary. Those typically be- are better, or at least that i've seen okay so uh there's one that's just like the berserker and like you go into a devil mode and you're just super fast and doing huge damage and like yeah it takes i think a hun- it would take 130 or 140 uh bones to unlock that one completely but it's so worth it like they're so good or like the predator predator skull if you upgrade that that's really strong uh like i said with the rock uh rock star skull i want to upgrade that one because it's so good so mm-hmm. I've, I've never had enough when I had it, but it is interesting to see what they evolve into and what upgrades and stuff you can get. Uh, you can get different NPCs that will change your skills out, so if you don't like the two skills you have as that skill, you can find them and swap out those. Uh, so it is surprisingly customizable, despite being a roguelike, where it's usually what you get is what you get. You gotta deal with that. So yeah. uh, it is fun and it is entertaining, but like I said, that last level like scales up so much it's kind of beating me down where I'm like, I don't really care if I finish this. I don't have yeah. that drive anymore because it hits so hard. It's like, ah, fuck. Cause it's so hard to get to that last stage. And then when you do, you get beaten down so fast. That but makes sense. It is fun. I am really enjoying it. So the, the team that did it did great work on it. That's cool. You mentioning it being uh, surprisingly customizable. I don't know why this just triggered in my brain a memory. I was watching the Doughboys uh, podcast has a, a Twitch channel now, so they go live uh, randomly. And it was late night. Uh, Mitch was streaming Demon Souls. So I'm like, all right, I got to oh, yeah. see Mitch play this. And he spent like a solid 40 minutes in the character creator, like, cause mm-hmm. you can really customize him. And he was making him look like pretty much like his himself. And I was, I was like, man, th- a lot of time spent on this. He's doing a good job. And then <laughs> as he's like getting ready to like confirm it or whatever, he accidentally hit the randomized button. <laughs> No. And it was just like such a genuine moment of like we've all been there, but yeah. like, and it was just so funny. Like he was just completely soul crushed and just like I'm actually really mad about this. <laughs> I'm like, I know what you mean. <laughs> I would love if you hit the randomized button and it comes up with the menu being like, "Are you sure about this?" Yeah, like a right. Prompt? Oh, but instead, then there's plenty of times where you just match the random button, so you don't want a menu every time that pops up. So I get both sides of it. But yeah, I've yeah. also done that where I'm halfway was- through. The random thing that they generated for him too is just horrendous, dude. It was oh just yeah, so funny. It's oh my nightmare. god, it was it was too funny. So yeah, it, I had to shout out that moment. If it helps, at least especially with Souls games, ninety five percent of the time you're wearing a helmet 
and the other 5% of the time, you don't even see the front of your character's face. So, like, right. what's the it's point? It's <laughs> so, so unnecessary to put effort into it. Right. Unless you're a streamer being like, I'm making the ugliest character I can, and, like, walking around. Yeah, Monster Factory. Yeah, yeah exactly. that sort of stuff. The naked uh, Souls run where you just wear no armor whatsoever. But, like, yeah, most people are going to be having some sort of helmet or armor that just covers their head, so... Definitely. And while we're on the topic of Doughboys, I know this doesn't come up often, but they're, they were on Good Morning America recently. And yeah. that's like a running bit that like for the longest time, uh, Mitch was always mad at Weiger. Like years ago, they were supposed to physically be in studio on Good Morning America or something, but like Weiger backed down like the morning of. <laughs> Or something to that effect, and like Mitch would never let him like for uh forgive him for that. So they finally had it set up where uh, they're going to be on Good Morning America. Everyone's super hype about it, and it just so happened I took that day off work, and I'm like, oh well, they're going to be on. Let me turn on the TV and see what it's all about. I swear to God, it was less than two minutes. They weren't actually in studio, which honestly, in a pandemic, like oh, no yeah. one is. They're they're not doing anything like that. But it was very goofy to see like Michael Strahan be like, oh well, now we're talking about the chicken uh sandwich food wars and we got our guest experts the doughboys <laughs> podcast and it was just so funny yeah that's what they were t- discussing like how there's like the sam- the chicken sandwich war yeah. between popeyes, popeyes and chick-fil-a and yeah. wendy's and i'm thinking to myself nice. someone in the comments was like how late to the game is good morning america <laughs> like this i don't know if this I was is that was like news. a year and a half ago that's what something. i mean so it, i feel like they just had to find a way to like work the doughboys into that uh, morning <laughs> uh it was just goofy but yeah like i said it was less than two minutes so i felt like it was a bit underwhelming but it was very much just like uh closing that chapter of like the doughboys were finally on good morning america yeah i mean anytime you're on any major network stuff that's so so hamstrung by executives and scheduling and you gotta do this you gotta do this you gotta hit that point you gotta hit that note you gotta talk about this point and all this stuff it's so micromanaged and controlled like six ways to sunday yeah whenever someone's on like hey we're gonna be on this big network thing it's like yeah it's what you're gonna be on one segment and you're gonna be out of there before the next commercial break like it's gonna be real fast um i saw some animators i follow uh one of them was like the head of a animation studio tim mouse he did one for bloomberg which is a big like financial company and they're like it's like, all right, time to go over to what's going on with cartoons. And he like, he's like, oh, I'm the president of this animation studio. Like, ha ha ha, great. Anyway, like, it, you know, it's, what? it's so. I mean, it wasn't yeah. actually that fast, but it was right, like, right. They talked about nothing. Like, nothing was addressed. Nothing was. No new information was given that was worth anything. So it's kind of like they just got to be so quick. It's got to be so condensed that you never really have time. Yeah, it's just funny seeing uh, the Doughboys in a mainstream context at all. I mean, they're very, very popular podcast, one of the most popular, uh, very successful Patreon and everything. But uh, one of the comments I was reading in uh, the Facebook group was someone was like, I wonder how many normie like Karens like were like, oh, this seems interesting. Let me check out the Doughboys (laughs) podcast. And then we're like completely turned off by all the cum jokes and shit. (laughs) Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, no, it's a raunchy show for sure. (laughs) I love them to death. It's always interesting getting a different perspective because you know everyone's in it everyone's in their group of friends or family or hobbies or just you know co-workers and stuff and you lose perspective on everything outside of that yes so people are like ah what's a podcast it's like oh there's two people with a podcast on tv brendan doug you do a podcast why aren't you on good morning america it's like <laughs> all right grandma like let's all right we're gonna break this down real quick <laughs> So it's like you don't have the perspective of how big Doughboys is and then how easy it is for everyone else to have a podcast. So it's like they're 
billions of people with podcasts. That's so. our goal. Before this podcast wraps up, we're going to try to get on GMA. No, I'm totally No, kidding. I don't want to be a good no, American. I don't either. I, yeah, I agree with I you. No, no. I have no interest in that whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, so sorry to disappoint our listeners. But <laughs> I had to do the little Doughboys update because, yeah, they're yeah. in the news. I've There's a few morning shows I watch like back home. Uh, where you are, Doug, like there's a local one. They would goof around or uh, talk or morning radio talk show, uh, President Steve, where they had, uh, I remember Jason Schwartzman on and he was doing the oh, marketing. He was doing the marketing thing for like a movie or something. You know, he ca- calls in, talks for five minutes, sells the movie, and then that's it. Yeah. But Jason Schwartzman loved this particular radio station and kept calling back like throughout the day, being like, hey, so my handler keeps hanging up on you guys. Sorry about that. Anyway, like I was talking about, and he would talk for like an hour straight throughout the morning that's always, fucking awesome i always love that more because he's like no fuck you i'm doing what i want and kept calling back because he just liked the two djs so, dude that's, that's fucking fantastic no i'm a fan of his i really enjoyed bored to death uh if i'm oh, thinking yeah. of the same person uh yeah, yeah, yeah i am okay perfect yes he was in uh, scott pilgrim uh as yeah, the yeah. villain Gideon. yes awesome yeah he's, it was great but that's always something that always stuck to me with him like because i know how restricted they are with like you have to call a different radio station every 10 minutes. You have to do this. You have to answer these questions. And just hearing him call back repeatedly throughout the morning always stuck with me. I'm like, God, I would love to do this. Just That's do whatever you want. <laughs> That's such a cool story. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. So a little bit of Isaac, a lot of bit of Skull. And that's pretty much it. I haven't played any like long narrative games. Um, but I have been watching a few streams because there weren't games I want to get into. But there were games I wanted to at least like check out. Yeah, totally. So Guilty Gear Strive is the next Guilty Gear game coming out, and they had an open beta. So was, all the fighting game streamers were playing Guilty Gear for like a week straight, trying to get as much time in as they could on the beta. Hell yeah. So Guilty Gear is so rough. It's, it's, it's so precise. It's so detailed of a fighting game that like you really have to train in the like solo lab for players like for. 40 hours before you can even go online and even hope to winning a match. Well, that's what I mean. It's you know so- how, like, Mozart was, like, born and raised, like, I don't know if he was, like, playing piano at, like, three, but my child, yeah, I'm, gonna yeah. bo- I'm gonna raise them to play Guilty Gear from, like, the age of two? No, I'm just kidding. They're gonna <laughs> hate like you, you dog. That- no, I know. They're I'm totally gonna, kidding. I would never do something like that. They're gonna emancipate but- themselves. But can you so imagine bad. if they would be the best in the world at the game? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't. There are people who are professional, like, you know, professional fighting games or professional racing games, like, because they just or, like, you know, professional poker players. They just go to tournaments and win the money for tournaments and stuff. So, like, you could make a living like that. I can't imagine the retirement benefits of that or the security of that, especially if a game is just like, hey, uh, you're a professional Super Smash Brothers player? Cool. Nintendo's online sports hot-ass garbage that has destroyed multiple fighting games because of it. You're not making a career anymore. Like, you don't have a living anymore. So, like... I don't. I wouldn't invest my entire life into it. I'd have some right. fallback. That's but. a good point. I don't. I. I just was thinking, how could I be a horrible parent? Uh, that, <laughs> if I were there's to plenty of ways, dogs. Well, don't box if, yourself. If my kid has no like legitimate interest in Kingdom Hearts, I feel like when I <laughs> when I ground them, wow. I'm gonna force them to play the games. <laughs> You're going to have to play 350 <laughs> days over 72. It's like, no, yes, Dad, exactly. No. Yeah, you're, instead That's, of saying you're grounded for a month, it's like, you have to be, yeah, the, the DS game. You have to be tar- the Tarzan world in Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, nah, that's just child abuse. That's not. Oh, punishment. no. 
<laughs> but no, it would teach them a lesson and they'd come out a good kid like Sora. <laughs> teach them a lesson of don't trust your father. He's a lunatic. Yeah, and these stories don't actually these, mean anything. These do not hold up. <laughs> this is not good. It's fun. Um, Kingdom Hearts. Love them. All right. Anyway. No. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, it is interesting watching Guilty Gear uh, strive and how they're changing stuff up. Um, the lobby system's real weird. Uh, people hate it because it's not good. So hopefully they, hopefully with the beta, they learned like, hey, maybe we should change this up. Even though it's very novelty, it's a very novel idea. It's not good for fighting games. Right. Um, and because it was the beta, a lot of stuff was open to changes and a lot of stuff needs to be rebalanced. Uh, one streamer I lot, watch a lot plays a character called Potemkin, who is about 50% of the screen when he's on it. He's so goddamn huge. Damn. And he's so broken. He does a grapple move where he, like, picks you up, puts you over his shoulders, jumps up, and then slams you down like a backbreaker sort of move. And it'll probably take out a 30 or health for any character. It's so strong and so busted. And this guy plays this character because in previous Guilty Gears, he was the worst character. So he wanted to be the best with him so no one's prepared to fight him. Mm-hmm. And even he admits, he's like, no, Potemkin right now in Guilty Gear Strive is broken. And they need to nerf him badly. Like, he's so strong and... Yeah, it was very clear in the beta. Like, everyone was playing Potemkin. No one would want to fight you because it was just an automatic loss. So it is interesting to see, like, hey, this game looks pretty finished. It looks pretty polished. It's in beta. It's getting ready to launch. And it's like, nah, you got a lot of rework to do, buddy. Like, this this is rough. So uh, it is fun seeing that. And I I got into Guilty Gear XR'd uh, with a buddy of mine. I don't think I'll get into Strive. Because, like I said, even if I want to play online with just random people, it takes so long to get good enough to do that. And Yeah. Like, my, I use a computer and mouse, or I got a PlayStation 3 controller. Like, I don't have a hitbox. I don't have a uh, quick enough response or internet. So I'm just like, no. But, like, God, it is fun to watch. It Like, that's the fighting game I, I watch at tournaments and stuff because it is just very polished and pretty and does like 2d 2.5d animation it's really good yeah i love that shit yeah and all all the designs of the characters are just so it's so stylized and like they're like we're not trying to make a coherent world this isn't a realistic fighting game this is a girl in like a like 50s mafia sort of suit fighting with her ghost dog like there's no realism we're it's all style that's all it is it's like god thank you thank you for doing that um and what else uh another stream i watched a lot of was uh omori that's a game that's getting a lot of attention uh probably calming down by now but yeah for oh god it came out in december wow i didn't think it came out that long ago how do you spell that one omori o-m-o-r-e omori okay and it's very much it's by the new developer actually a clothing line developer uh it's uh omo cat who has a clothing line and it's a very good clothing line. Uh, definitely worth checking that out. But they started de- they started developing a game, and it took like six years, I think, or so to make. And it's very, very Earthbound-esque, very Undertale-like, very similar to those like kind of RPG-style games, turn-based. And it's got a really cool, fun art style. And it's about a lot of very dark, uncomfortable subject matter. So very Undertale-esque and... Or yeah. In regard to that, um, and it's uh, yeah, he plays a character called Omori, and then he's got like a dream world and like the real world, and yeah, there's diff- parallel stories going on between them, and it's like <laughs> uncovering childhood trauma because we love doing that. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's a very dark and morose game at times, but then it's also very colorful and lighthearted and fun, and like tells great 
uh, great character building and a lot of great writing with some of the characters. And it's 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 one of those RPGs where it's like, all right, someone's going to play this a thousand times and uncover every Easter egg possible. That's sure shit not going to be me. Right. Because <laughs> there's so much in there. But, uh, yeah, it's a really cool game, really uh, great art style and combat system. Um, a lot of, like, emotions. So if a character's angry, they do double the damage, but they also take double the damage from sad characters. Sad characters have a higher defense, but they'll take more damage from happy characters. Happy characters, I think, have higher attack attack speeds, I think. There's, like, different factors for it, but it's all, like, mood-based for the statuses in battle. So uh, I've been watching a lot of people streaming that because that was, like, a very popular game for a while because it's, it's fun, it's cute, uh, you get invested in the characters, and then you find out the horrible, horrible trauma that's been yeah, deep it, inside. Super stylized and just, yeah, gameplay-wise, gives me even, like, Pokemon vibes of, like, just, like, the, the text bubbles. I don't know. And yeah. just, like, some of, like, uh, the environments i suppose yeah yeah i can see that so it's it's fun and it's you know if you want those games that have a hard emotional punch there you go uh, yeah so mori for you so sweet yeah not playing that one anytime soon <laughs> i'm too emotionally <laughs> fragile cry? no the, there it is well that's what i mean my wife since she isn't into harry potter we're watching the harry potter movies for the first time and we just finished the deathly hollows part one so we only have one more to go and at the very oh, yeah. end of this one dobby dies and i feel like that is just <gasps> the well dude i no. you know, what year is Fuck it, it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he, first and foremost, I didn't realize how much I love Dobby. I'm like, that little fucking house elf. Like, at first, I remember being like, uh, the CGI could be a little bit better. But in, in all reality, I still think it it's holds up. And holds up, he's yeah. a good character. All he, He's just like a, a slave his whole life. And then once he's free, he's like cool as shit. So like, and then he comes to the rescue multiple times and then ends up dying. It was just brutal. Like, literally watching him bury like a tiny grave for this creature. And I'm like, fuck this. Like, why did, why did this have to happen? Dobby is... Yeah. Dobby is ride or die, quite literally. Yeah, and if I'm going to cry over this house elf, I think this game's going to just <laughs> annihilate me. So I think I'll avoid Omari, Omori for now. Omar. But uh, maybe if I'm uh, prepared for it, we'll see. It's Yeah, if you know it going in, you can kind of prepare better. But it'll still there are still going to be moments that hit you like a goddamn truck. of like, oh, God. Yeah. I think with particular Dobby, uh, you, you are probably more susceptible to that than most stuff. Because uh, you got great fondness for the series and the characters and yes. you get nostalgia for it so that happens that tends to happen with stuff where the first time you see it it's like oh that's sad like i i'm emotional and i can see how this is sad for people and you know cry at it but i'm not particularly crying cut to seeing it again 10 years from now you're bawling on the couch like in yes a position, <laughs> because now you have nostalgia for it and now you have like a bigger a better perspective with age so like exactly you're like he just was trying to help his friend and i remember yeah. the last like time uh in the chamber of secrets harry potter was like just promise you never try to save my life again and here he is doing it and he dies it's yeah. like, Fuck! you want you want me to cry get me a little tipsy and put lilo and stitch on Ooh, babe. oh Ooh. god damn it yeah it's no. just like she Nani's fucking 19 and trying to raise her young sister by herself and she's Good doing God. any job she can. It's like the biggest enemy and uh, the big villain in Lilo Stitch is fucking child protective services. <sighs> yeah, like, yeah, holy shit. As you get older, you definitely get much more uh, sentimental to stuff and especially stuff you have nostalgia for that you've seen before. It hits a lot harder. Uh, the Last of Us. I oh, s- yeah. I started that game like three different times. Started with the- my roommates in college. Uh, not- we couldn't play it together. We immediately got distracted. Started it by myself in college. It wasn't my PlayStation, so I had to borrow from someone, so I didn't get very far. And Same here in college, yeah. 
Yeah, and then when I finally got my own PlayStation 3 and bought it myself, I started it again. And by the th- third time I started it and saw the opening sequence again for the third time, just bawling, just like tear. Yeah. And like that's the only video game that's got me to just cry like at the drop of a hat. So it, it happens. It builds up. You don't get stronger to sad stuff. You just get weaker and weaker to specific sad stuff. Yeah, that fucking house elf guy. Why'd he have to go? <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess we can go into the show topics and uh, before we wrap this episode up. There's only a couple things going on in the news, one of which being Sony is giving away Ratchet & Clank to PS4 and PS5 owners. Oh. Uh, that'll be free starting March 1st. Uh, I'm actually just going to read directly from the article I'm sourcing this from. It's from TheVerge.com. But it's, uh, yeah, they're, Sony's encouraging PS4 and PS5 owners to stay at home during the pandemic by bringing back its Play at Home initiative, uh, allowing PlayStation owners to redeem free games starting in March and concluding in June. So this Wait. Play at Home initiative isn't the same as the PlayStation Plus, like, membership or subscription. So this is more or less if you just happen to own a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5, you will have access to a free game for the 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 summer it seems from march until june every month they'll be giving you a free game but if you're also subscribed to playstation plus you'll be getting those free games as well so this is just the play at home initiative yeah they're trying to tell people to stay at home during a pandemic still and just uh, check out some free games even if you're not playing for playstation plus but in all reality i i really don't like it's hard to imagine someone owning a PlayStation and being like, I don't need the online uh, multiplayer capabilities. I mean, you could be playing exclusively single player stuff, and that's yeah. typically what I do. But here I am with something like Fall Guys or Rocket League, just one of those, and it's like it requires that membership. Plus, it, the membership pays for itself when you're getting like incredibly good free games, like uh, stocking up your library the whole time. So I don't know. I I love the PlayStation plus subscription but this play at home initiative is really cool and a new way to get free games to people that don't necessarily pay for playstation plus two questions yeah which ratchet and clank because there's like 17 of them now yeah it's the 2016 ratchet and clank so that one i believe was uh either playstation 3 or 4 uh but yeah the most recent one if i'm not mistaken (laughs) wasn't like the first one on ps2 where it's like no this is crunchy looking Yes, no, this will look nice and good on PS4 and PS5, and that's the thing, I don't even really think I ever gave Ratchet & Clank a chance, so I feel like this might be it, but again, if you already own a PlayStation 5, uh, this is available as part of, uh, what is it called, the PlayStation Plus Collection is what they are calling it, so... it's just like, I want to say 20 to 30 games that you just have access to just by owning a PlayStation 5. You don't have to pay for anything. Or no, it is part of PlayStation Plus. So if you're paying okay. for PlayStation Plus subscription, you have access to at least like 30 free games. Those being like God of War, Ratchet and Clank, Last of Us 1, uh, like all these like these heavy hitters. So like in all reality, there's a bunch of games in there that I don't even think I played. Like, yeah, God of War. I should just fire it up because I have I it. I still want so, that. Yeah, exactly. So... Technically, I already have this game and could have been playing it ever since I got my PlayStation 5, so the fact that it's going to be free for everyone in March 1st doesn't really affect people that already have PlayStation 5 and might have already been playing it. Either way, it's just cool that they're offering a free game that seems to be like a beloved franchise for sure. Yeah, I never got into Ratchet & Clank because I think I had the first one, but it was like... I think I was kind of getting burnt out on like 3D platformers at that time. Yeah, after yeah, so Crash much Nintendo. Bandicoot, Spyro. Oh, Nintendo, sure. Yeah. Nintendo had a bunch, so I think I kind of got burnt out on those. I know my cousin had a few Ratchet Clanks, and they are good. They're apparently great. Uh, same with Jack and Daxter. Really. Yes, I was I just think, gonna say Jack and Daxter is what I played instead. I think that one took a turn after a point because it stopped, yeah. and Ratchet and Clank kept going forever. <laughs> like there's still there's still a new one coming out, I think, and there's a movie apparently in the works. I think if not already done. Oh so. wow. 
Yeah, Ratchet and Clank, like, I don't know how they're doing it. They're still going, though, so hey, good for them. Um, and Insomniac's in studio that did uh, Sly Cooper, I believe, and the Spider-Man game most recently, and the Miles Morales one. Yeah. So they've done a... No, Sly Cooper might be Sucker Punch. I forget. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah I think Sucker are. Punch, because then they also did Infamous. So I always get Infamous, and, or I always get uh, Insomniac's and Sucker Punch mixed up. Similar styles. Um, my second question, though, is I don't really understand how Sony is uh incentivizing people to stay at home because that's the only way you can play a playstation it's not like it's not like with a switch where you could take it out mobile with you and it's like ah if you stay at home we'll give you a bonus kind of incentivizing you to stay home with the switch i can only play this playstation at home i guess that's the idea it's basically being like don't go anywhere if you want to play this game we're gonna give it to you for free which incentivizes you to not go anywhere that's the idea if they just said, hey, here's a fucking free game, quarantine sucks ass, here you go. But if, <laughs> but by saying, like, this is the incentive to stay home, it's like, if I'm playing, if I want to play the PlayStation, I already am. Like, I don't I don't need a game from five years ago to incentivize me, because if I was going to play that game, I probably would have already played it by now. But it's just like, I don't know, that feels, that feels weird and gross to me, where they're like, ah, here's an incentive. Don't go out and fucking die to a global pandemic. Right, well, and I think they had, they tried it early on with, like, the Nathan Drake games, like, sometime last year, like, during, like, the thickness of, like, the pandemic. And I Don't think, call it the thickness. God damn it, I don't know what I'm saying. I, I didn't know what to refer to it as. But, like, pandemic. when it first, like, was really hitting hard and probably, like, the height of the pandemic, that's much better phrasing. There you go. Uh, yeah, thickness. the Nathan Drake collection was part of their initiative last year, so they're just bringing it back this year okay. from March to June. So, yeah, it's, it's just their way of, yeah, trying to encourage people to stay home i i see what you're saying but also uh, uh, i don't know they it's just a a new angle for them to give us more games i mean yeah hey i'm not going to complain if they're just like hey here's a free game you can have forever like don't sure this is great but like yeah i don't know the weird thing of like here's an incentive so you don't go out and split a spread a virus that is killing off thousands if not millions people a day because here's a little inside tip if you need a five-year-old video game as an incentive not to do that, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, no, don't go yeah, outside sh- anyway. <laughs> no, exactly. I don't think that's it's like it's the timing feels weird, and yeah, I, I definitely don't think they need to associate it with uh, the current state of things at all. Yeah, I just wouldn't assu- if it was if I was at Sony, I'd be like, you know what? Let's just not say this. Like, right. let's just here's free games. Like, sorry, the world's on fire right now. I agree. That makes sense. Yeah, but that's cool though. Yeah, this might be a way people are like, hey. Here's a little taste of Ratchet and Clank. Cool. There's 17 games I can go through the backlog of and like get yeah, right to. before a movie's coming out apparently. So I think apparently. that might have something to do with it. Yeah, I don't know. The movie actually looked pretty good. It wasn't. It was supposed to be like a Ratchet and Clank in universe movie, not like a Sonic the Hedgehog comes to the real world, talks to Jason oh, Marsden good. for the yes. umpteenth time. Because God knows we don't need any more of those. No. Uh, though there is a Sonic two. I can't wait until they put another animation studio through intense crunch and then lay them all off again yeah, that's so fucked up i can't believe that's how that went down and also i haven't even seen the first one yet Neither I, have I. I, um, yeah i want to but i also don't really care that much I, I love ben schwartz though ben schwartz is good there's a lot of good people who do dumb shit just to get paid i get that true well, <laughs> if, if someone's like hey do you want to be vector the crocodile in the sonic heroes movie like fuck yeah i do like i'll jump on board with that i'm not gonna you know just raise my nose up to that thinking i'm too good to be fucking a big-handed sonic oc hashtag but, brandon for vector <laughs> hey you sonic it's me vector um 
yeah, I just think there's a lot of shit that went on with that movie. Uh, I I got, you know, uh, play the conspiracy theory jingle. Uh, I oh, got, yeah. I got theories that there's some bullshit that went down with that movie. And then Uh-oh. seeing how it played out, I got like, it, my theories weren't confirmed, but there definitely was like, there's definitely bullshit going on. So I don't know. Uh, anyway, what else is going on? <laughs> Speaking yeah, of bullshit. There's some, yeah, there's some crazy shit going on uh, for the Switch. We got Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes coming. And yeah. that's the thing. I never played that game. Those games specifically. Are they like, what uh, generation is that? Fourth. That's the one okay. after Ruby and Sapphire. And yeah, that's the same one I skipped. Because I think by that point, we were, I think we we're probably around the same age. So it was like, just kind of burnt out on Pokemon. Because I like right. Ruby and Sapphire. But there wasn't anything different. And when I saw Diamond and Pearl, I'm like, this isn't different enough for me to spend the money again. Like, it, it looks the same. It plays the same. The only thing really new is the Pokemon in it. And, exactly. You know, this is my personal taste. I didn't, like I said, I didn't play it. But I don't think 4 was really that great. I know a lot of people got nostalgia now because there's people who were like, I played it when I was 4. And I was like, I'm dust. I am so old. Yeah, no, we're but, dinosaurs. <laughs> But yeah, that's one I skipped, so I don't really have nostalgia for it. I don't have any real fondness for it in any way in particular. But like seeing the way Twitter went off, uh, I guess I'm in the wrong because some people fucking love Gen 4 the most. So people were losing their minds at a remake for this and were super excited. So Wow. And then some people were complaining, like, oh, look at this. It's so chibi and gross. Uh, at least Let's Play Pikachu and Let's Play Eevee like, look better. It's like, oh, now you think Let's Play Pikachu and Eevee are good now because you were shitting on that when that came out. So yeah, I it's... always was a fan of those. They they were fun, but I did like fall off the map with them for sure. I, I think I was enjoying Sword and Shield more than that. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm glad to see that they're actually differentiating the Pokemon games up now. Um, Sun and Moon were the first ones that really shook up the stuff enough for me to buy them again. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Sword and Shield have really uh, changed some stuff around. So it is good to see them innovating and trying new things. Mark was right, though, when he said Sword and Shield is just too sh- easy. Like, they, like he's like, I could play this game with a blindfold on. Like, I was like, God damn, you're not wrong. I, probably is. There probably is. Because I know the EV stats are easier to track now before you really had to kind of track that on your own. Because it was it was more of a glitch or more of a hidden feature that you weren't supposed to know about. Yeah. Um, so back in the day, you really had to put the effort in, the, and the shiny hunting—you really had to put effort into like getting a shiny back in the day. And now there's like easy ways to track them, and there's a little like sparkle that appears if they are shiny, just to confirm, like yes, this is a color or a palette swap and stuff. Right. Um, so there are more slice of, or quality of life improvements. Yeah. And I would also argue just the sheer volume of Pokemon now and the types, especially with Fairy type now, specifically to counter Dragon. There's just so much now. You're going to have different combinations. Before, it would be like, ah, most grass types are also poison types or bug types. And that's usually it. Now you have grass fire types where it's like, how how does that work? Or grass lightning types or grass right. ghost types. So there's so many combinations because they have to make them unique for every Pokemon now. And they have to really change stuff up every time. And they have to add 40 to 100 new Pokemon every generation, it feels like. Oh, sure. It's just going to get so saturated. Like, yeah, it's... It's easier when it was more, or it was harder when it was more restrictive. So, I I say that's partially because of the long-standing franchise, because they have to make new improvements to get you know new people to play them. And honestly, I'm fine with making some of the stuff easier. Like, you know, well, it's like Monster Hunter. The quality of life improvements for that. It's like, oh, back in the day, Monster Hunter was hard. It's like, yeah, 
but I also don't have 40 hours to spend hunting the one devil Joe fucking over and over and over again. If they right. do something that cuts out 50, you know, 15 hours out of that. So I can do that and other stuff with my life. I embrace that. I'm not going to resent them for making it easier to do. Well, so, And that's one thing I was thinking instead of like with new generations being like, here's a whole nother hundred Pokemon. I, I really do enjoy the idea of like the region specific Pokemon. So like Galarian Weezing, yeah, like fun. the bong guy, like it's just, it's the, he's it's the, like, it's he's whatever, but it was same thing. Uh, if he's <laughs> this, if it's the Pokemon we know and love, but like in a different formation or like, yeah, wearing hats and shit, yeah, yeah, like yeah. just do that. That's fun. Yeah, and you don't have to do it for all of them. Just do like, you know, exactly. 5 to 20 of them get regional variants. Um or even just bring back some of the ones that aren't popular. Be like because that's what the argument for the national decks always was. Like, oh, every Pokémon's someone's favorite. It's like, all right, cool. My favorite Pokémon's Quagsire. He's not in some of those games. Wonder what I do? I move on with my life. I don't throw a hissy fit and get a petition to get Quagsire yeah. in every game. So, like, is Tauros good? No. There's no reason he should be in any game. That's a bad Pokemon, both design and stat-wise. Right. I'd be happy if he was in Diamond and Pearl just to shake things, just so it's not the same <laughs> ones over and over and over again. Because, like, then they, like, then it's kind of like the meta, where it's like, ah, this Pokemon has the best stats and the best type combinations. So he's in every single Pokemon game ever. It's like, that kind of sucks. Like, bring Heracross back. Exactly. Give me, me Pseudo-Wudo. That tree's dumb as shit, and I love him. Well, and instead of just giving us a bunch of new ones, just give us a few very rare, powerful ones that it's like, oh, the idea of maybe even getting that in this playthrough is like tantalizing. I don't really know. It's not necessarily legendary where there's only one, but it is like uber rare. Where it's yes. Like, you can get Tyranitar, but there's maybe like 10 of them in the whole game. Exactly. And then like, it'd be cool amongst your friends to be like, I'm actually one of your friends that got that specific one instead yeah. of like a bunch of new commons. I, I don't know. There's different things they can explore with that. But I agree. As they continue, if they just think every generation we need to dump a hundred new Pokemon, it's going to get in a little bit crazy. And then you know how uh, the world works. Like eventually we'll have like the Switch 2 or whatever. And they'll be like, this one's so powerful that mm -hmm. the next Pokemon game is going to include every single Pokemon ever. And that'll probably do something for someone out there. But it's also <laughs> kind of overkill and insane. Yeah, I want the national decks. I want to catch 863 Pokemon. It's like, do you though? Do you really want to yeah, do that with your time? Yeah, that's a good time? question. That's like, a fantastic question. I understand the appeal of, like, everyone, every Pokemon someone's favorite. And, like, yeah, I would love Heracross and Quagsire and a bunch of them. I I don't. I'm if That's not going to be the make or break point for the new game for me. Like, I, if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. If I'm not, I'm not. It's not going to be because of one Pokemon isn't in it. I'm not going to get it. So, I don't know. Uh, and then Diamond and Pearl, yeah, it's got... And like I said, I think it's some of the weaker designs. That's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, some people are really passionate about it and really excited. Uh, and then on top of that, you got both the remake of Diamond Pearl, and then you got Pokemon Legends, which is uh, Sinnoh-based. So that's the Diamond and Pearl region. Okay. And it's Pokemon Legends uh, Ericus. God, I never say these names out loud, so I never know how to pronounce. Uh, <laughs> that's the legendary Pokemon in Diamond and Pearl. That's the okay. god Pokemon. So like... All the, Arceus? Uh, Arceus? Yeah. I have no idea. So all the legendary Pokemon are like elemental stuff. Like you got fire, ice, lightning. You got the dogs. You got the birds. Uh, in Diamond and Pearl. Or in uh, Ruby and Sapphire, it's uh, Kyogre and Guron. Oh, God. I'm forgetting that one's name. Uh, and they're like the earth and sea representatives. Like they're like primordial spirits. 
Diamond and Pearl, I don't know their names, but it's like Time and Space, and then like the super legendary one, the Mew or Mewtwo, whichever one you prefer, uh, Diamond Pearl, is just God. Like it created Jesus Christ. Everything. Yes, it is. It's the Jesus Christ Pokemon. God damn it. it! It created all of existence, and it's like it's it's the power creep of like Dragon Ball Z and like just the progression of like something that goes on too long. It's like, what do you do after God? Yes. And then Sun and Moon come out, and they're like, ah, these are Ultra Beasts. These are legendary Pokemon from other dimensions. It's like, what the fuck? All, right, all right, whatever. Yep. Like, <laughs> there's no logic to anything anymore. Which I mean, there never was. But, no. Yeah. Any, anyway, anyway, long tangent. Any long it, feel, it feels just like Pokemon's kind of lost its magic. I mean, then again, we're growing up, too. When I, mean, I was a little kid, it was just like, yeah, this is all believable. But now it's just like, you guys are trying too hard. Well, I mean, we're also talking about Generation 4, and currently we're on Generation like 7 and going on to 8. So, like, Good God, I don't even put that in perspective. And, yeah. If we're talking about Diamond and Pearl, <laughs> we're way past that. Like, it's fucking long yeah. gone. Anyway, it's just weird that Arceus is like, it's God. It created everything. Like, that's what the Pokedex says. It's like... And I call. I mean, I'm 11 year old, and I caught it in this tiny ball. Like, yeah, no, give me uh, Polyrath. That's an S tier <laughs> Pokemon. Don't give me God. Give me this angry frog. Yeah, exactly. Give me this punchy Look at his frog. mouth. God, I miss Politoed. Bring Politoed back. He's, yeah, he's useless, but I love that dumb frog. Anyway, uh, like I said, long tangent. Yes, Pokemon Legends Arceus. This is the Sinnoh region. This is Diamond and Pearl. We see Dawn, who's the female character, and Boy. I don't know his name. No one really likes him. Um, <laughs> everyone picks a favorite, either boy or girl, for every generation, and that's the only yeah. one I know. Um, so Dawn is the main one. She was in the show. Um, it's it's Pokemon. It's Pokemon Diamond in ancient times. So it's Pokemon Diamond like 50,000 years ago or something. That's the premise what? for this Pokemon Legends game. Wow. So it's going to be like feudal era Japan. I mean, not, maybe not in feudal. Maybe even further back than that. But it's yeah, like, like I'm thinking like Pokemon. ancient Egypt even. Like, that's crazy. But it's clearly like Japanese-based. Okay, that makes so sense. It's, yeah, it's not going to be like caveman Pokemon, but it's going to be like ancient Japanese Pokemon setting. And it's not it's not all just Diamond and Pearl. The starters are Cinequil, um, Ocelot, and Rollet. So that's a Pokemon starter from the second generation, from the fifth generation, no, from the fourth generation, and from the sixth generation. Interesting. Yeah. People speculate that the reason they chose these starters instead of just doing, you know, Diamond and Pearl starters, because Rowlet evolves, I don't know the name, Rowlet's final form is an owl that has like a bow and, that has a bow on its wing and it shoots feathers as arrows. So it's like a bow and arrow type Pokemon. Okay. Also, its final form is like a samurai. It's got the armor, it's got the plating, and it's kind of got the big horn on it. It uses like a spear. So it's like a samurai-like Pokemon. And then people are speculating the Cyndaquil is picked because its final form, Typhlosion, is going to be representative of, like, gunpowder, which is around when it was created in that time in J- uh, Japanese history. So people are speculating they chose the starters based on the time period rather than a region-specific or a type-specific or something like Interesting. that. Interesting. So if that is the reason, I am curious to see what else they'll do with the ancient history kind of setting. And if right. they're really going to play around with that. So. Uh, it'll at least be interesting to see and it's kind of it's closer to that open that open world free exploring pokemon game everyone's wanting so we, we're kind of cut there with sword and shield and this is another step further beyond that so uh people are excited just for that and yeah that this, concept alone just like 
Seems interesting. Uh, throw it back 50,000 years. Um, it's like, okay, yeah, that, sure. that makes it different. Let's see what happens. Yeah, it's different enough. It's not just, you know, a 10-year-old going out and after your sixth gym badge, your mom's like, I got running shoes for you and a bike. Like, every yes. day. So it's, a, it's at least shaking stuff up. So <laughs> does, Pokemon, does the Game Freak company and Nintendo get away with a lot of shit with Pokemon and being redundant and just, you know, milk and Nasaja? Absolutely. I am excited to see that they are changing up stuff since, like, Sun and Moon. It is. Totally. If if I don't buy the games, it's always interesting to see. And I'm happy for the people that are diehard Pokemon fans. I'm like, I gotta get this. Totally. And this was, if anyone doesn't know, I think the day we're recording this is the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. That's why there's a lot of Pokemon news. Woo! So, congrats, Pokemon. You can rent a car. Yeah, and I'm mad that the card, the Pokemon card game is driving up all the Harry Potter card <laughs> prices. It's all your fault, Pokemon. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, real quick. Um, let's see. There's some ads going around on Twitch. We talked about how Twitch is going real ad heavy because they need money because they fucked up and they're getting sued by uh, copyright infringement for all the music and songs they played over the years. And they thought they could get away with it. They can't. Yeah, I hope Twitch sticks around. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what yeah, Future has in store for that. I love their platform and use it often. But now we're seeing a lot of ads, at least a lot of specific ads around Alabama, talking about anti-union messages. A lot oh, of boy. anti-union me- uh, ads playing uh, specifically in the Alabama region. And that's because yeah. Amazon workers in Alabama are trying to unionize, as they should. Because people are dying in Amazon warehouses and people shouldn't work in these conditions and pissing into bottles because they can't afford any better. And it's crazy. I feel like when I got my first job at a, uh, a local grocery store, that was like one of like the training sessions was like you have to watch a video. And it was just like a video being like, don't you never accept the union offers and all this. And like, yeah, you will be fired or all this other yep. shit. I was like, yep. are you allowed to do that? <laughs> Legally. Yeah. Yes. God. That's why. Well, I mean, legally, yes, they can tell you that, but you still can't unionize. Oh, exactly. No, they can't stop you. But the fact that they can fire you over it, it's like, good God. That's well, they can't counter- fire you because of that. They'll fire you for some other bullshit reason. Exactly. Reason that's how they would, yeah, yeah, get around that. I see. Um, but think of it this way. There's a reason the, all these giant corporations put so much money into trying to dissuade people from unionizing. Maybe they're scared of people unionizing. Oh, 100%. They'll fight these conditions and oh, they yeah. won't have billions of dollars anymore jeff bezos yeah so that's yeah. what it all comes down to is just money straight up oh a hundred percent so it you know amazon does own twitch and it's just very disappointing to see these specifically targeted anti-union ads playing on twitch yeah that's a there. bummer yeah I, i'm i well yeah again i don't live in alabama but i haven't seen them myself so that's still just yeah. uh, disconcerting to hear it is frustrating and it's not surprising though once amazon bought twitch a lot of stuff changed and I'm going to say it's probably not for the better. I, I've enjoyed Twitch in the past, but recently Twitch is making some weird decisions. Yeah. Um, what else? There's a big uh, Sony announcement, or I, I think it was Sony. It might have been just Final Fantasy specific because so much stuff was Final Fantasy based. Uh, neither you and I have played the Final Fantasy VII remake, so we blow through this real quick. Maybe no, but I think up. we're gonna. I'm gonna get it for free in the month of March for PlayStation Plus, so yep. I'll finally get my hands on it. But yeah. Yep. And then they showed Yuffie who's a Final Fantasy VII character who will be coming at, uh, to the remake as DLC. So uh, I think they also announced part two of the Final Fantasy VII remake because it's episodic. Oh, yeah, uh, that's kind of strange. It won't be till next year, I believe. Maybe Actually, maybe March of this year. I didn't really check. Like I said, I don't have a PlayStation 5. I don't really care. But yeah. uh, they did announce a date. I wouldn't hold my breath. The first one got delayed so often. 
it pro- the second one probably will too. Everything's getting delayed, and I'm actually okay with it. It's, it's like a post, it's a post cyberpunk world now. Oh, <laughs> we're Jesus. all like, we're not gonna do it again. Yeah, don't rush yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So at least it's good to know they're at least working on it and they have stuff. And now that we actually have the first part of the game out, puts puts a lot of people at ease. I thought it was going to be utter shit, and it came out a lot better. So I'm like, you know what? Good for you guys. Yeah. Um, as well as that, as well as for PlayStation Plus, they got a Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale prequel being made. The okay, first that's where I draw the line. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't know. There's like a war in Final Fantasy VII. It's what some of the protagonists are all tied to before the game happened. I don't fucking know. I don't no, really care. No, they're just literally being like, we get it. Fortnite's popular. Fall Guys is popular. Uh, I know Fall Guys is just Battle Royale, but not like in the way that's like popular, <laughs> yeah. like Fortnite and what Apex Legends and all these like great PUBG. games that are. Oh yeah, and COD, uh, Call of Duty Warzone. Like there, yeah. there's these very big hitters in the in the Battle Royale scene, and I feel like Final Fantasy's like we have a, a big enough franchise. We, we Let's try it out. out. Yeah, and ah uh, man, I don't know. I I've played a, a bunch of those games specifically. COD, Warzone, and Fall Guys are my Battle Royale games that I will play over and over again, but man, I don't know. A Final Fantasy one does nothing for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's... I, I played... Never played Fortnite, played Apex Legends for a hot minute, won around it, and never touched it again. Yeah, no, I can't do Apex. I, I respect the people that do, because good God, it's like impressive watching them play, but oh, yeah. oh boy, not for me. It's yeah, I feel like I should have been playing from the very beginning if yeah. I really was serious, because like at this point, it's everyone's start. godly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love the character designs, though, in Apex. Like, they got oh, yeah. Skins and stuff. It's like, good design super cool yeah aesthetically Um, very pleasing yeah and it's on steam now if you want to try it though (laughs) good luck (laughs) exactly Um, but yeah so this battle royale is called five eight seven the first soldier guessing it's going to be about like the earlier wars with like cloud and zach and sephiroth and all that shit and it's going to be i think this is mostly them do making the assets and combat systems for final fantasy 7 remake and they're just like hey how can we get more money out of this because this is really expensive to make and they're like, just make some generic assets, throw them into a non-canon story and game, and then boom, there's some more money for you. Um, at least that's what it feels like. Yeah, um, definitely. But it's going to be on Android and iOS, so it's going to be a phone game, which is weird. That is very strange, but also not too surprising. I don't know. I could see them doing that. They made a bunch of like Kingdom Hearts phone games. and like, They I don't, don't talk they're... about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, no, we don't need to do that. Well, despite the director of Kingdom Hearts also being the director for Final Fantasy. Union X or whatever the hell it was. Union yeah. Cross. Yeah, that's it. And despite the fact that Final Fantasy's story kind of gets buck-fucking-wild at the end of it, no spoilers, but it's like, yeah, it makes sense this is a Kingdom Hearts director. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah. So, that's my... I, I don't even care about Seven that much, and the story just gets fucking insane by the end of the first episode of the remake. Anyway, uh, tangenting off of the phone games... There's also another Final Fantasy VII remake phone game called, I think, Final Crisis. Oh, that does ring a bell, I think. Well, there's Crisis Cross. Oh, that was for PSP, right? Crisis Core. Crisis Core. Crisis Core, yes. And this is. That was like Smash, though, with the Final Fantasy characters, right? No. No? Okay, I'm then. I'm totally confused. I think you're thinking of Final Fantasy Tactics. Fuck, okay. There's a lot of Final Fantasy bullshit. I only really care about nine. That's Um, fair. Same here. But this is, uh, f- I think, Final Crisis. I already forget what I said. Final Crisis? From what I can tell, I didn't look too into it, so I take it with a big grain of salt. Might be fully wrong here. This is just a Final Fantasy VII remake 
true to the source. This is no added stuff. This is just, here's the old Final Fantasy VII game with updated graphics. And that's it. And it's also going to be for the phone. Wow, I'm surprised that wasn't what <laughs> the remake was altogether. But no, instead it's like a episodic thing with like new, new uh, story. Yeah. yeah, like that's insane. I feel like, I don't know, maybe the diehard fans, well, no, who, it depends. What kind of diehard fan are you? The one that doesn't want them to mess with the source material or that you want them to play in the space and try yeah. things they couldn't do before? I mean, I understand the appeal of both. Of like, I just want the same thing, but just prettier to look at. And be like, that's, that's what fair. I'm familiar with, yes. Because with the new content, like I said, some of it's fucking bonkers and dumb as shit. But then a lot of it, uh, with the early game, like characters like Jesse and I think Puck's name, they are greatly fleshed out more than they were in the original. To the point where people actually give a shit about them. Because right. in the first Final Fantasy VII, they're so quick that you like you blink and they're gone and you don't even know what happened. So now they're actually fully fleshed out characters. So I can understand the appeal of both. Totally. That makes perfect sense. But once again, call me when it's nine. Yes, if they do, oh my god, if they did a, a remake of Nine, like, I always complained That's about Zidane's about. face. I, Zidane just looks ugly as shit. Like, just make him look better, and it would be <laughs> I fantastic. The poofy, I, like, I, I'm fine with everything except for the poofy, like, collar, the, the ascot he has. It just looks weird, like, with a sleeveless vest and, hand, and uh, cufflinks. Yeah. God, give me VV in HD, though. Ooh, god maybe. damn. That'll get me yeah, to or buy Steiner, a PS5. Like, I, I Steiner grew on me. I love the that whole cast. I watched a streamer. I like actually do a playthrough of Final Fantasy IX for the first time uh, for him, and he got to the end. And he's just crying. I'm just like, "Fuck, this is a good game, <laughs> dude." It is. God damn, you're making me want to revisit it. I've bought it on like every platform available. At this Why point. play God new things? Live yeah. in nostalgia. Oh, Jesus. As I rewatch <laughs> Harry Potter and start a podcast about that trading card game. Yep. Um. All right. Well, is there anything else in the news before we wrap this up and do plugs? One real specific for me, uh, Rep- Star Wars Republic Command is coming to the PS4 and Switch. Hot damn, Republic Command is a good game that deserves a sequel that they never gave us. Give me a sequel, and I will buy it instantly. How old is that one? 16 years old. <laughs> Holy shit. That's an original right. yeah, Xbox I say, game. I, w- I barely remember that title. It rings a bell, but I was like, man, that sounds like an old one. I was going to guess like original PlayStation, but oh, nope. original Xbox. 2005. Okay. It damn. is older than some of our listeners. <laughs> oh. Yeah. God, anyway, don't say that. It's, it's true, though. It's so good. It's three missions, but they, they got so much content in them. You play as an elite commando squad of just four clone troopers. It's so good. If you can find it, it's on Steam. It's so worth it. Hell yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, let's do some plugs and wrap this up. Uh, Brent, tell us about your other podcast and where our listeners can find you. Find me on Twitter at ABTSBrendan. I don't do much with it. I mostly just replug the podcast I'm on, which includes this one and Are Weeb There Yet, which is an anime podcast. We watch three episodes or a movie of an anime, give recap of it with some of our opinions, and decide if it'd be a good one to jump in on or if it's like, hey, you can pass this one. Today we've recorded Jujutsu Kaisen, which is, you might have heard of it, it's very popular right now because it is deservedly good. Or it's deservedly popular because it's good. Hell yeah. Uh, check that one out very cool and listener if you like our show we're findable at all the places at abt silence uh specifically twitch.tv uh slash abt silence is where i'm playing a variety of games over there uh but it <laughs> is the variety, variety of <laughs> uh fall guys rocket league and poker no and, and the, <laughs> the, the the trading card game with my wife and that being said 
I'll finally get to plug my new podcast, which is going to be available sometime in the month of uh, March. So keep an eye out on your feeds. Hopefully you guys can subscribe to it soon. And if not, I'll probably be posting on our Twitter, twitter.com slash ABT Silence. But the show's called Renovate, a Harry Potter TCG revival podcast. Boy, that's a mouthful when I say yeah, it right it now. But no, it's literally just Renovate. And then the tag is what I said. It's Regardless, uh, Renovate yeah. is like a Harry Potter spell that like I think just like reinvigorates something. Because I was thinking like, oh, I would love to name it after like the spell of like uh bringing something back from the dead but that doesn't exist in the harry potter universe so i was like fuck uh what are we gonna do so we went with the closest thing we could uh but yeah renovate is the name of the show check it out uh i'm hosting it with some really cool people uh mona morsi and emilio emilio soto soto uh they're both incredible people uh uh, Emilio's uh, neuroscientist from Puerto Rico is where he Jesus. lived most of his life and now he lives in the States and Mona Morsi is uh, she has both of which have their own YouTube channels I'll uh, probably try to put those uh, links in our show notes if you want to check out their YouTube channels but working with them has been a blast and uh, it's we, we have a really good chemistry and I'm excited to see what comes of this show it's it's a surprisingly like niche community but uh, it's there and uh, the people we've uh, told about the show are very excited so if you have any interest yeah give it a try we'll see if we can uh bring you to the dark side of <laughs> harry potter and now you're gonna want to play the card game it's been um, 350 on a unicorn card. good god no but that's the thing the nice thing is if you are like interested in playing but not trying to spend hun- or, like any amount of money on getting the cards you can print them yourselves as long as you have a printer and ink i mean that gets pricey itself but uh you can at least make some proxies and get started um but that's another incentive of our show is we're going to be giving out booster packs to our listeners uh the- from like all the duplicate cards we have because we're like insane collectors so yeah, should be a lot of fun. Uh, give that a check that out if you would like. And uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode, though. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.